Thanks for tuning in to the audio edition of our Sunday sermons. For more information about Cornerstone, visit cornerstonerome.com. So today I'm going to talk to you today about the spirit of love. This is the last message in this series, and next week you're going to get blessed. Uh, we got a great, uh, we got someone great that's going to be sharing with you next week. It's going to be a wonderful time. So uh, today I want to share with you, though, about the spirit of love. Now, in Israel, if you've ever been to Israel or you've ever seen pictures of Israel, there is a place called the Dead Sea. It's a pretty, out of all the things in Israel outside of probably the Temple Mount, that's probably the most well-known thing. That, the Dead Sea may actually be well-known, uh, more well-known than, than the Temple Mount because it's kind of a resort area and kind of a place people go. But out there on the Dead Sea, there's this little store, and it's a, it's a, it's a store that sells beauty products, okay? So the Dead Sea, there's nothing out there. It's, when it's called the Dead Sea, that's exactly why it's called that, because there's nothing that lives there. It's, it's below the sea level, so nothing gets in and out. It's, it's a weird kind of deal there. But the mud that's in there that makes up the seabed and around the sea is like crazy filled with salt and minerals and like an abundance of all these kind of things. It's apparently really good for your skin and really good for your... I don't know, complexion or whatever. And so there's this place there that they sell these products. They take the mud, okay? It's, it is mud, by the way. They take this mud. They throw a little good, like, smelling stuff in it to make it smell real good. Mix it all together, put it in some stuff. And then they produce this and sell all over the world. And it's really, it's kind of expensive, but it's really, really good. Like, every person I've ever taken to Israel that's bought any of it, they've said, this stuff is amazing, well, secret, you can buy it on Amazon, too, and that's, it's about the same price. But nonetheless, it's a, it's a company called Ahava. I think is how you pronounce it. Ahava or Ahava, I think is how you would say it. But nonetheless, this is the name of the company. The interesting name that Ahava or Ahava, however you want to say it, is actually the word called love in Hebrew. It's an interesting word. It's really, it makes about the same sense is, is, is in our English definition, the word love. Like, so when you say love in English, this is what we say. We say, well, I love cheeseburgers. I love, you know, cars. I love, you know, good music. I love my wife. Well, you know, when you say that, you got to wonder, like, which one? Now, we know what you mean when you say that, but if you say that to other people from different countries, they might not understand, like, how can you love cheeseburgers the same way you love your wife. That's kind of strange. I don't think she would appreciate that. But in the Old Testament, ahava, it, you almost have to read it just like you do in, in the English. What is the context of the story? What are they talking about before you can go further? Jesus used the word love as well in a reference quoted from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5. I want to read this to you this morning from Matthew. This is Matthew 22, verse 37, and this is actually him quoting Deuteronomy chapter 6, okay? <clears throat> but Jesus said to them, and who is he talking to? He's talking to the rich young ruler. The rich young, young, young ruler, he came and he said, what must I do to inherit, inherit eternal life? And Jesus named off all these things. He said, he did all this stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 I've done all that. I've done that. He's a good little Christian, went to Sunday school, did all this stuff. He pays a tithe. He does all. He, th- he thinks he's got his whole life together. And Jesus said, well, all right, tell you what, here's what you need to do also. You need to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself, and on these two commandments depend the whole law and the prophets. Jesus, when referring to this word love, is a reference to God towards us and love in reference towards other people. So in other words, he's saying you got to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love other people as yourself. 
But in order to do that, you've got to know that God actually loves you. If you don't know that God loves you, it's going to be very difficult for you to love other people. So the question I have this morning is this. Does God love us like we love ice cream? Or is it different? Are we loving other people like we love our favorite song? Or is it a little bit different? I think, obviously, I think we know it's different. Well, scriptures say this in 1 John chapter 4. This is what John says. 1 John chapter 4, and obviously, if anybody knows anything about love, John should, because he's the one that said, I'm the disciple that Jesus loved, right? So he should be an expert on it. But 1 John chapter 4 and verse 7, he said, Beloved, watch how many times, before I read this, how many times the word love pops up in here. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Notice what he said. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God. For God is love. By this, the love of God was manifested in us. That God has sent his only begotten son into the world so that we might live through him. And this is love. One translation says it this way, and this is real love. Watch. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us, and he sent his son to to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to also love one another. For no one has ever seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. Watch this last verse. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. Real love. I'm talking about real love. I'm not talking about something like Valentine's Day where you just buy a bunch of flowers and stuff like that. I'm talking about real love, the God kind of love. It must be understood by a new birth experience. Not in this world or not in this human birth experience. Because we can say, I love all kind of things. It must be understood by the Spirit of God. And the good news is, He's given us of His Spirit so we could actually love like He loves. And God, the Bible says, is love. Some people say God is a mystery. He's judgmental. He's angry. He's, he's all kind of stuff. No, no, no. The Bible says what He is. He is love. That's what the Bible says about God. God is love. He's not a mystery. He's not an anger issue kind of guy. He's not a judgmental. No, He's love. He even declares this, for God so loved the world that he gave. He's love. God loves. He is love. And he's greater than a feeling. He's greater than a prayer. He's greater than a blessing. But there's an idea about love that says in our culture that says, well, I'm going to love you if you love me. And this even is in Christian, Christian circles. People, people say the same kind of thing. We don't, we don't refer to that way, but we, we say it that way. You say, well, I'll call them if they call me. It's the same thing. Well, I'll love them if they love me. It's almost like this, we need, we need mutual understanding, and then we can love one another. That's not what the Bible teaches. New Testament love is, I'm going to love you whether you understand me or don't understand me. I'm going to love you regardless of whether or not I understand you. I'm going to love you. That, that's just the bottom line. I will love you if you love me. You want to ask somebody, do you love me? Yes, I love you. Okay, now I can love you. That's just, it's like second grade Letters, you know, do you love me? Yes or no? Circle yes or no? If you circle no, then I'm not going to talk to you anymore until like the sixth grade, right? That's crazy. That's not the God kind of love. God loves regardless of mutual understanding. 
And listen, it's not some Barney type of thing either, man. You remember the purple dinosaur? You know, like, I love you, you love me, we're happy family. That's ridiculous. That's not love either. Well, I love you, you love me, we're just going to ignore everything in life, and we're just going to... No, it's not a Barney kind of love either. God is love. And when you hear these statements, and we all do it, don't look at me right now through the television or through the phones right now and look at me and think that like, oh, no, not me, not in my house. We love. No, no, listen, you're human, just like everybody else, just like the ministry team that's here right now. You are human, and we all do this. But kids, you hear kids do this. They say things like this. He won't share his toys with me. So I wouldn't share my toys with him. Well, okay, well, that's kids, right? What about teenagers? Well, they won't follow me on Instagram, so I won't follow them on Instagram. Adults. Well, I've pulled my weight on this project way more than they did. They didn't put anything into this. So I'm not going to help them on their project. About married people. We just don't know how he is. He doesn't do anything. We don't know how she is. She's just like this. Worst thing, she's just like her mother. Don't say that, bro. Like, don't say that. Back up before you get into a big mess. You'd be kind of call me and like, help me. Oh, you should never say that. Pick another adjective or another person or something, you know. Say she's awesome. Just say she's wonderful or don't say anything, right? But the thing is, we all do this. And, and those are examples of how if you do this for me, then I'll do this for you. We'll have mutual understanding and then therefore I can love you. No, that is not the God kind of love. The Hebrew definition, ahava, is hard to understand because you need to read it in context to understand what love means in the context. Very much like our English definition. If I say I love cheeseburgers, if I love ice cream, if I love music, if I love my wife, you've got to know what context does that mean. Obviously, when I say I love my wife, it is a different kind of love than cheeseburgers. <laughs> Although I love cheeseburgers. You know, if I'm eating cheeseburgers with my wife, it's just a great day. You know what I'm saying? But nonetheless, I love my wife differently than I love cheeseburgers. I love my kids differently. And I love cheeseburgers. So the Greeks did something for us. I'm going to read these to you. The Greeks define love, I think, in a better way for us. The Greeks were philosophers. And there's numerous words they gave. I'm just going to give you three. A couple of words that means love. Phileo. It means friendship or brotherly love. That's where they get the word Philadelphia from, the city of brotherly love. All right. Eros is sensual love, romantic love. Further, eros. Agape is divine love or the God kind of love. So when we say these words, hey, I love you, bro, that's a, that's a phileo type of love. But eros, if I say, hey, I love you to my wife, that's, a, that's deeper than just my, my brother, my friend. No, it's a romantic love. Watch this. Agape is much deeper. It is a divine love. I love my wife more than phileo or eros. I love her agape with the God kind of love. But it's not just reserved for my wife. I'm supposed to love with this God kind of love to my brothers and my sisters. Real love, listen to me, isn't based on getting something, but giving something. If you want to know what God's love is like, it always gives. He treats others, no matter how they treat Him, He treats them the same. Jesus died for us while we were yet sinners. 1 John 2, 9 says this, the one who says he's in the light and yet hates his brother, don't, now listen, don't you look at me right now and say, well, that's for other believe, unbelievers and all, no, bologna, sandwich with cheese, okay? This is talking about, you don't call the world brothers, all right? The one who says he is in the light, that's a Christian. 
If you say you're a Christian and you hate your brother, listen to what God says. He's talking to Christians. You're in the darkness until now. The one who loves his brother abides in the light and there is no cause for stumbling in him. But the one who hates his brother is in the darkness and walks in the darkness and does not know where he's going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. Hatred has a way of blinding us. And it might be, listen, I'm going to back up to what I said earlier. If you're struggling right now, trying to find a way and you're lost a little bit, it might be possible you need to check up on your hatred content and your love content and see which one do you love people? Is there any hate in your heart? So what does hate look like? Let me give you a story about Genesis, Genesis 4, 6. This is a story about Cain and Abel. I'm not going to read all of it to you, just a couple of verses. But when God came to Cain, he, he gave some of his offering. He didn't give the best. But Abel, you know, he's a good little Christian. He did the right thing. He gave his first fruits to God. And so Cain's watching him over there going like, man, you're always trying to be better than me. You know, kind of, he's just kind of jealous. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you so angry, Cain? And why is your countenance fallen? If you do well, will not your countenance be lifted up? And if you do not do well, sin, watch this, is crouching at the door. And its desire is for you, but you must master it. So Cain told Abel his brother, this is a warning from God, but Cain told Abel his brother, and it came about when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and he killed him. Even after God warned him because of hatred. It's a very interesting thing when you think about the word hatred. Most of us as Christians say, I don't hate anybody, I love everybody. Yeah, but do you really? Sometimes you have to ask yourself, if the person that hurt you <laughs> was on the side of the road in the rain with a flat tire, would you drive by and be like, mm-hmm, serves them right for how they treated me? Or would you stop and think, man, I hate this happened to you? Now, I'm not talking about somebody in abuse or, or anything like that. I'm not talking about abusive situations. I'm talking about somebody who, really, that you know, they hurt you. And they're on the side of the road in the rain. Would you feel sorry for them? Would you help them? Or... Would you reach out? That's the question. Let me tell you this right here. Love is the beginning of anything that God produces in your life. And if you don't understand love, His love, you're not going to be able to give His love. And as a Christian this morning, you are born again. You have the Spirit of God in you. You can love the way God loves. What does that look like, Pastor Jody? Well, I'm going to tell you, and you may not like what I'm about to say, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Matthew Henry has a great quote. It says this, It was in Christ that we were predestinated to the adoption. From Him we received both the character and the spirit of adoption. And He is the firstborn among many brethren. The Son of God became a Son of Man. Watch this, so that the sons and daughters of men might become the sons and daughters of God Almighty. We say yes and amen, but you know what that means. If I'm a son or a daughter of God, that means I should be able to love like my daddy loves. How do I do that? Colossians tells us this in chapter 3, verse 12. Since God chose you to be the holy people that he loves... Hang tight. You must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Verse 13. 
Make allowance for each other's faults. Forgive anyone who offends you. How can you do that? Because remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive other people. And above all, Paul says, above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. Listen, you're at home, so I don't know what you're wearing right now. You may be in your pajamas. You may be getting ready to go to lunch. I don't know what you're doing right now. But when he says to clothe yourself, he says to clothe yourself, it means simply, I have a shirt on this morning that my wife, she, she's so wonderful, she pressed it for me, you know, before I, and I always, I never wear my shirt. If I come into church, I always hang it up in my car because I hate getting wrinkles before I get here. Because when you press something and all that kind of stuff, they get wrinkles no matter what you do. But I leave it in the truck until I get here and then I take it out and then I, watch this, I clothe myself. In other words, I put it on and I button the shirt. If I don't clothe myself, it's not going to change my appearance. Sometimes you've got to clothe yourself with love even when you don't want to. You've got to put on some stuff. They hurt you. They took advantage of you. I didn't say you've got to go in business with them again. I didn't say you've got to be their best buddy. I'm just saying you can forgive them though. And you might just have to put it on. Like I put on forgiveness. I don't want to. I didn't want to put that on today, but I'm going to put it on anyway. Why? Because God tells me to love you the same way that he loves me. Christ forgave me, so what am I going to do as a good son of God? I don't want to, but I'm going to forgive you anyway. You hurt me, and I don't appreciate it. You never said you're sorry. I don't want to, but I'm going to put on release. I'm going to forgive you and release you from that. And that's nothing. What and so You may say it sounds crazy. You're just going to be a put on sometimes. Sounds real bad, but you're going to be a put on in the good way. You're going to put on love. You're going to put on mercy. You're going to put on forgiveness. You're going to wear it as a Christian. And I didn't say you had to get back in situations where they hurt you, but listen to me this morning before I go. Put on. Clothe yourself with the, arm, with, with the, the clothing of love, if you will. We put on the armor of God. Why won't we clothe ourselves with this? Because sometimes it's easier to fight people. We understand armor better than we do love. But I'm telling you, the God kind of love. It is a it is a it is a Jesus example of sacrifice and giving. So this morning, I want to pray for you right now. If you're there watching right now and you're listening to my voice and you're saying, Pastor Jody, that's harder for me than you can imagine. Listen, I didn't say it would be easy. But I'm up bet you, I bet you one thing. Jesus came to this earth, and when he went to the cross, I bet when he saw it, he thought, this is harder than I could ever imagine, but he did it for you anyway. And I didn't say you had to go live with those people again. I didn't say if they abused you, you got to go and hang out with them. I didn't say if they took advantage of you, you got to get in business. I didn't say that. I'm saying, though, forgive. Love them. So I'm going to lead you in a prayer right now to do that. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you. God, I ask you right now for everyone listening to my voice, Lord, that's struggling with this. God, this season has been a season where so many tempers have been flared and so much agitation has been put, you know, it's been put forth and so many opportunities to get angry with people about so many different things. seems like every time we turn around, there's another reason we need to get angry. But I pray in the name of Jesus, you would help us today to forgive 
to release, to start over, to not look back, to let things go, to to clothe ourselves with love this morning, to forgive like God forgives, to forgive like Jesus forgives. God, I pray you'd help them with your spirit right now to do that. I pray if there's anybody that's watching right now that doesn't know Jesus, you're there at home right now, maybe you don't know Christ, you say, I don't know him, I'm going to lead you in a prayer right now. Just simply pray this prayer with me right now. In some form or fashion, you just simply pray this. You say, Dear Jesus, I come to you today and I give you my life. I acknowledge you, Lord, that you are the Son of God, that you came in the flesh, that you died for my sins, that you are resurrected from the grave, that I might be forgiven. Dear Jesus, I ask you to forgive my sins today. I make you the Lord of my life. and I give you everything. In Jesus' name, I give you control. Amen. 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 If you prayed that prayer, we are so proud of you right now. Everybody online right now is going to love on you. They're going to give you some love right now. Let some hearts fly up in the air. Let some likes, get some hand claps, some praises, whatever they got. But man, listen, we just appreciate you so much. And we want to help you get started walking with God. The folks online right now are wonderful pastors. Pastor Greg and Bobby are online with you. And all of our wonderful ministry teams They'll show you how to get started walking with God. And in case you're watching on Facebook today or YouTube, man, you can go to live.cornerstonerome.com and catch this broadcast and ministry team that's available to help pray with you right now. They'll be online for another few moments. So if you need prayer for anything right now, just go to live.cornerstonerome.com. They'd be love to pray with you right now. And as always, before we go, we'd love to pray this over you. We'd love to speak this over your life before we go. This is in Numbers chapter 6. And the scriptures say this about the blessing of the Lord. It says, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Man, God bless you. We love you. We'll see you next time. We hope you were blessed by today's message. If so, feel free to pay it forward and share this podcast with someone else. Thanks for listening.